Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. Now here's a strange question for you. When somebody speaks to you or when you read a newspaper, do you see a rainbow of colours? Or when you hear the musical note B, do you taste horseradish? Well, if you do, you may have a condition called synesthesia. And joining me on the line now to tell us more about synesthesia is blind pianist Bill Skipworth. Bill, thank you so much for joining us here on the programme today. Oh, a pleasure. Well, listen, tell us a bit about your eye condition, because synesthesia is something I certainly had never heard of before I, I came to work here at RNIB Connect Radio. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't know what it is. The way I describe it, it was like a musical download. You know, if you have a computer and you're <laughs> downloading information into it. It was just like a musical download, and uh, I learned to play the piano when I was a child. Uh, you know, from that moment on, I started having this amazing... What, what I do, um, something that inspires me, like um, uh, at the moment, I did a composition on the theme, which is very good for visually impaired people, Darkness into Light, uh, and I, I, I play all the what I think of as dark keys, and then they move into the um, you know major keys, and then I try and sort of pianistically try and get the idea of light shining at the end. You know, it's all dark and miserable at the beginning. And then the light shines at the end, which I hope is going to happen to me when I get my, uh, you know, no, some of my sight back anyway. But the other strange thing about it is that the um, the different keys I see in a strange way, like colours, like the key of C, which Mozart's very keen on using the key of C in his compositions. And, and to me, that's uh, bright, you know, it's like bright yellow. The key of C is very sort of joyous. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of little sort of little nuances within the synesthesia. Uh, and the key of F is, to me, a blue colour. And it's also very, it's love, basically. You know, you feel this sort of very deep, meaningful, loving relationship. And uh, and there's a slight twinge of tragedy in it as well. It's uh, And that's the key of F. But, I mean, I can go through every single key and I can tell you what the, the colours are and what the emotions are that it produces in me. So what you're effectively saying, Bill, is that synesthesia is like a blending of the senses then? I mean, I think the explanation with myself is because I know your brain is using visual input a lot, isn't it, all the time, and processing it. And of course, when the, uh, the visual input from the right eye was just completely deleted, uh, there's obviously a lot of uh, you know, brain material, I suppose, in, in your brain that wants to do something. You know, it doesn't want to be redundant. And, and, and to me, it seems to have gone sort of slipped sideways in some sort of weird way. Um, just interpret these sounds with colours and, and also emotions and feelings. One of the strongest ones, actually, is in E, e minor. Uh, if I play anything in E minor, I think of uh, something very icy and cold, you know, on a, on a mountaintop, very chilly. The colour is very strongly linked to feelings and emotions with me. Um, and then the other weird thing is, again, I mean, it's just this weird wiring that I've sort of got in my brain. If I play uh, the black notes, you know, the white notes and black notes on the piano, uh, they, they are what I call heavenly colours, because they're uh, the colours that we can't actually see, which obviously for a blind person is quite <laughs> useful. And, uh, and, and they're just, you know, things that you can't even express, really, only through those keys. The key of F major, which is all the black keys, it's, it's, it's just heavenly. It's just like beyond, it's even beyond love. It's just beautiful, you know. And uh, listening to me talking, it sounds a bit weird. But anyway, 
people just laugh at me because I know I'm a bit weird anyway. So No, it doesn't sound weird at all. It's, it's actually fascinating. So tell me, when you are trying to remember uh, a composition that you have made up, do you remember it by colours or do you remember it by sound? Yeah, well, when I've got it in my head, it's just like a pattern, you know, like the darkness into light. I just have this particular pattern that, that builds up, you know, over a period of about a week or so. Uh, but unfortunately, you see, uh, as I'm talking to you now, I'm thinking, oh, no, I've forgotten what, uh, you know, because, of course, I've not been able to play on the piano. I haven't been able to practice it. It's just like, a, you know, when you see a sunset and you think, oh, that looks nice, and then it's just gone. You know, it's a bit like that, really, when you do a composition on the piano. If I don't write it down, so... Uh, now, you mentioned a couple of times, Bill, that uh, you are hoping to get your sight back. Now, I know that you've got very, very little usable sight at the moment, if any at all. But you are about to have an operation very soon that's going to help restore sight in one eye. One of your eyes is completely gone and, and you know, irreversible yeah. sight loss. But but one eye, there's hope there, isn't there? That's right, that's right, because... Um uh, yeah, the glaucoma, it took away all the sight out of my right eye and then the bottom of my left eye. But then um, what happened was that the, um, the glaucoma, it's just like a little sort of, um, I call it sort of the ghoulie in the, in the cupboard, you know. <laughs> you think it's gone and then it suddenly appears again. You know, because that operation had actually worked in my sighted eye for nearly 20 years. And then earlier this year, uh, I went for a routine check and the pressure had gone absolutely through the roof. It's normally about 10 to 15 and it's gone to 49. They all said, well, if this isn't sorted out soon, you'll lose your sight, the little bit of sight you've got left. Uh, anyway, this guy who's, uh, I mean, I nickname him uh, James Bond's brother, you know, he's <laughs> just like this amazingly dynamic uh, young doctor. And, uh, and he looked at me, he said, right, he said, uh, there's this new technique come out, which is a, a silicone implant, and we need to do this now because the sight will just go. You know, it's as simple as that. And uh, and they rushed me in, uh, you know, within a few uh, days actually, uh, did the implant, and um, and it's fantastic. Successful operation actually is the fact that I've this uh, cataract, it was an early cataract at first, it's got gone very very dense, so all the uh, visual acuity is gone. Hence the fact I can't even see the black and white nose, you know, but I can see light and dark and uh, and shapes. So I understand you're totally blind. Is that right? Can you see any light at all? I am completely blind, Bill. And, yeah. uh, you know, I I lost my sight 20 years ago at the age of 19. So I have absolutely no light or dark, shade, shapes, nothing. It's just completely black. But yeah. I do know what you're talking about when you talk about dense uh, cataracts. And yeah. I've got dense scar tissue over oh, the yeah. pupil in one of my eyes. So, you know, even if that was removed, unfortunately, my eyes are far too damaged to, to oh, ever... Yeah you know, get any sight back and my retinas have been t- detached and pulled apart and, you know, it's just a mess inside my eyes, really. So there's no hope for my eyes, but it's so exciting to hear that um, with them being able to move this dense cataract from your eye, that you're going to get some usable vision back, you know, enough yeah. to be really quite life-changing for you. Well, when you've had sight, it's so much easier, isn't it? Well, you can see, you know, rather than having to touch all the time. Absolutely. So you are about to have this operation very soon. Yeah, and uh, how long are they thinking that it'll be before you can see again? I mean, is it going to be an instantaneous kind of thing or is it going to be something that gradually comes back? Well, I think it's going to be instant. From what I can gather to other people that have had cataract surgery, it's, 
it is instant. But in a way, I'm finding it quite scary because I've been so used to sort of minimal information coming in, you know, apart from light and dark. I feel as though my brain is going to sort of explode, you know, with all the information that's going to come in, you see, because in a strange way I've got sort of used to this lack of visual information. You feel as if it could be almost like a, a kind of sensory overload. Yeah, exactly, yeah, because I've, I've read books actually about a guy who was, uh, who was um, born blind actually, and I think he got his sight back as a young man. And, uh, and in the end, he, he, he got a, um, a, pair of, a pair of blacked out glasses, you know, that made him blind because he couldn't cope with all this information that was coming in. Well, see. that's true, because I know the story you're talking about. And actually, part of the problem was this chap, because he had never seen as a child, um, had never been able to process depth perception. So, you know, he could see the pavements coming up. He could see there was a step in front of him, but he just didn't realise that, you know, it was a step down. So he would still trip over. And yes, it did make his life, you know, yeah. a bit of a nightmare. So I can understand that. But luckily, in, in your case, you know, it has been four months and, and it shouldn't affect anything like that. You must be very, very excited. I mean, oh, what are you yeah, hoping to do? I, I sometimes think, you know, if I ever get my sight back, the first thing I want to do is 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 look into the eyes of my husband or you know see my friends that I've never seen before and right, see if yeah. I actually recognize them from from the the images that I've made in my own head the images I've created so you know what is the first thing you want to actually look at well it's funny you should say that right you're looking in your husband's eyes because my wife funnily enough when I first met her I've been married 35 years and it was her eyes that I fell in love with, actually. When I could see, people always used to compliment me on my eyes. They said I had nice eyes. And for me, when I lost my sight, I felt as if, you know, the feature that people complimented me on the most was yeah. the one feature that had been taken away from me. So it made me feel very, very ugly, actually, because I couldn't see through my eyes anymore. So it's true what they say about the eyes. They are the window to the soul. And, and I'm sure your wife has very beautiful eyes and it will be lovely that you can look into them again. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, that's right. And, and I've got two grown up sons as well. And uh, and of course, obviously, I've not seen them for quite quite a while. Well, it's only four months. I mean, it feels like about a year, actually. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, it'll be really nice to see them again, you know. And uh, but, uh, but again, it's weird, isn't it? Because I mean, they came round um, this week and, uh, and they were talking and laughing. And obviously, I could see them vaguely, the shapes. So it was like they were there, you know, it's in a strange way, it's like you can see them, isn't it, when you're with them and you're talking and laughing and stuff. It's it's just a whole, uh, say, only someone who's, you know, like it's interesting talking to you because I can sort of totally empathise and understand, you know, you know, like people talk about uh, uh, no one understands, you know, often people bleep, don't they, and no one understands what I'm going through. But when you meet somebody with the same problem, they do understand, you know, I do understand you. I do understand you, Jill. <laughs> well, uh, do you know, I think that's the the important thing about what we try to do here at RNIB Connect Radio. Make people out there who are, you know, facing sight loss or maybe the friends and family um, of people who are maybe going through sight loss, the process and not coping very well. or You know, it's a very isolating thing. You can feel very alone with it. 
blindness oh, can be a very lonely place. What we're trying to do here is is try and connect people and let them see that that you know you're not alone and there are other people facing what what you're potentially facing. So, um, that's why speaking to people like yourself, Bill, is so interesting and so important. So we do yeah. appreciate you coming on the program today. I do hope the operation goes extremely well. We'll all be rooting for you, of course. And uh, will you join us again on the program uh, once once you've had this operation? Will you come and tell us how how successful it's been? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, usually one or two percent failure rate with cataracts, but it's gone up to eight percent with me because of all these other problems. But it's still ninety-two percent, uh, you know, success rate. Well, I mean, that's pretty good odds. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a success. My, my pessimistic friends have said, "Oh, well, you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket, and it might not work." And but I'm just not. Uh, going down that road at the moment. Bill, it's been fascinating talking to you. It really has. The very, very best of luck with your operation. And we shall speak to you again soon here on RNIB Connect Radio. Uh, Well, thank you very much for talking to me, Jill. And it's very similar to my name, which is Bill. So Jill and Bill have been talking to you at the moment. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.